Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always fright. Welcome to the greatest show on earth! And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about my film pick of the week, from 1986, Demons 2, directed by Lamberto Bava. So we're going to be discussing some high-rise horror a little later on in the show. But, of course, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the ghoul geek Keith. Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode <laughs> of Talking Terror. Did you just come from an airplane? That was nice. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Thank you. Thank the you. Point. Trying to Trying to mimic... The wondrous sounds of childbirth. It is an interesting <laughs> one. Italy does present childbirth very weird. We're going to get a sexual education lesson later on in the show about how childbirth works. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, the Italians get weird, and I love them for it. So never change Italy, uh, especially your horror directors out there. But, of course, we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the mad monkey, the prince of Moore's day. Yes, get fucking with the monkey. Yes, welcome, friend fans. It is time for your favorite horror podcast. That's right, it is Talking Terror Time, baby. Your go-to podcast for horror news, nerdgasms, and movie reviews. Every Wednesday night, we are coming at you live from 9 to 11 p.m. But if you can't catch us live, don't worry, baby. You can always catch us any of our hundreds of episodes down in the Talking Terror catacombs that are always available on blog talk. Spotify and iTunes. While you're at it, make sure to like and subscribe to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, my friend family? Woo! Hi, Monkey. Ah, hello, Monkey. Yes. Hey, like hello, yeah. Goo. Yeah. Yes, I like that you, like you, you turn. Uh, <laughs> I just want to turn to Anthony Michael Hall from Weird Science. Every single time you do your intro, I always think about Anthony Michael Hall. Like, you know what you need, baby? I, 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 what I'm saying is what you need, baby, is just get on this stuff, man. Like, you always sound like fucking the character from Weird Science when you get fucked up. He can't handle the smoke. <laughs> he can't handle the smoke. He ain't even got his license, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the problem is, baby? <laughs> it's like it's a weird combination of Dusty Rhodes and fucking that character from Weird Science. And you know what it is, baby. Yeah. The American dream. Yeah, and you know, yeah. talking to you. And you know the bitch. And then you know what the bitch did, man. And then she kicked me in my balls, man. That bitch kicked me in my balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I always love the intro. The, the hot take, hot energy. Uh, so before we get into one of the things that we want to talk about, which is WrestleMania night one and night two, like I said last week on the show, I thought I was going to miss part of WrestleMania night one because I went to go see Dutchland's second home game. Uh, I got home just in time to watch WrestleMania. But, of course, big congratulations to Dutchland and our girl Marie. Uh, 291 to 46, I believe, was the score. Complete fucking blowout. Where it's just like, Jesus Christ, throw uh, the towel. You are not beating Dutchland. Like, 
amazing. Uh, she was a jammer. She scored a bunch of points. She didn't even know how much she scored, but after the game, I talked to her. She was like, I wanted to get to 300. I was like, but she got 291. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's pretty good, right? I was like, fucking awesome. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, you jammed, you blocked, you did all this great shit? I was like, yeah. And she's like, yes, it was great. I was like, yeah, it was a fucking blowout. If I was the other team, I would have left. I was like, it's no point. The intermission's over. It's like, we, we can't get past this team. So it was amazing to see. Uh, so, again, congratulations. So I was very happy to see her play. Next game is uh, May 13th, home game, right after my birthday. So what a birthday gift for myself, going to see another home game for Dutchland. Uh, but with that being said, boys, uh, Ghoul, Monkey, WrestleMania weekend, we're going to talk about it in a second. But, of course, we're joined by the demonic Dean himself. Welcome, Dean. <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Wow, how exciting. I can hardly sit still or contain myself. Down, boy. Cool. Down. We're gonna get, we know you're excited, man. We know you're excited. Don't worry. We're going to get to it, Dean. We're going to get to it, all right? Was, was, was WrestleMania right? Longbow there? Yes, he was. <laughs> and and Junkyard sure. Dog was there too, and Papa Shango. Well, that guy's dead. <laughs> Junk, Junkyard Dog. <laughs> Matt, Matty G. Junkyard favorite. Dog is dead. <laughs> He's dead. I know he wasn't there. That guy died. <laughs> CGI Junkyard Dog was there, though. It was amazing. He was, was there. It was great. And the Bushwhacker. new downloadable character. <laughs> no, um, in all seriousness, no, this is not even a joke. In all seriousness, didn't one of those guys just die? Yes. Yeah, one half of the, uh, the uh, Bushwhackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it Luke or Bush? Yeah, the other day. It was Luke. Or no, it wasn't Luke. It was Butch. I'm sorry. I saw it on Luke's uh, Facebook page because I actually followed him on Facebook for some reason. I was like, oh, the, the Bushwhackers are on Facebook. So, of course, I'm going to follow them. What a bunch of crazy Australians they were. But, yeah, no, they passed away. They didn't even really make a big announcement about it, like, anywhere. I saw it on, like, a wrestling site that I followed. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. Like, I, I saw nothing on it at all. Same here. shows you how right. important the Bushwhackers were. No, I mean, they, they, were, they were gimmick. They were a gimmick tag team, but they were one of the more yep. fun gimmick tag teams. I mean, come on. How many groups can you say grab the head of the other guy and use it as a fucking battering ram, you know? Yeah. Didn't, they, <laughs> didn't they once hold the Intercontinental Tag Team Championship belt? Uh, no, it would be the Tag Team Championship belt. <laughs> the Intercontinental was one and, and, and its own. Was a separate uh, there wasn't, a tag, there wasn't a, a one for tag teams? No, well, yeah. Not the there is tag team. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> the more you learn, the more you still care. G.I. So. Joe. And speaking we, of G.I. Joe, go. holy, holy shit, John Cena coming out for Mania with his new G.I. Joe swag and shit like that. But, man, yeah, you had some new swag, John, but. You oh it was bad, it, it was man. To me that was like Dude, probably like right. the, the the that that was, to me that was like the worst match of all of Mania was Austin Theory versus John Cena. What do you think about that goal? Oh no, yeah, cool. I mean I, I can't I can't necessarily disagree. Um, but it's also it's one of those where it's. You know, like, I know they're doing this whole thing with WrestleMania over two nights, right? But when you really look at it, when you really look at how the matches were set up, what we saw, 
that really was a one-night WrestleMania. That was a standard WrestleMania. So if you take night one and night Agreed. two and put them together, that actually would equal one of our regular WrestleManias. And the match order really showed that. So, yeah, you're on a, almost every WrestleMania opens with somewhat of a gimmicky, lame kind of match, you know? Like, I think of WrestleMania when Daniel Bryan got his fucking face kicked in by uh, Sheamus, you know? <laughs> Sheamus, it's like, yeah. okay, like, here, here we're going to open Sheamus, WrestleMania man. with a champion. We're going to open it up with a championship match that's going to last fucking nine seconds. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's, that's the opening match of Mania. So, you know what? That's getting people's rust out. That's putting John Cena old as fuck, looking old as fuck, and don't get me wrong, the guy's still in great shape, he's a fucking, you know, he's a, a massive superstar, he's got all kinds of muscles and shit, but nah, he's ring rusty, and, and Austin Theory, you know, the kid's got talent, but he shouldn't be showing that against John fucking Cena, you know, it should be going up against somebody that is a, a, an actual, like, you know, I don't know, like somebody current, if you're going to show talent, or mm-hmm. show Agreed. Up fucking actual talent. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. It was just showing the ring rust. I think I was more disappointed in the Hell in a Cell match than that John Cena match. I mean, they fucking took a blood break during the middle of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone's we're going to take a, a quick second here. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so we're going to take a quick break here and uh, go ahead and have a blood break. Uh, so how are you guys doing tonight? Everybody good? All right. <laughs> Well, listen, we need need to take a break in this match that we know we've locked these two combatants in a gigantic cell with each other, and we call it Hell in a Cell. So we're going to incite, you know, and infer that there's going to be a lot of violence going on within within this cell chamber that they are locked in. They are going to battle like they cannot battle anywhere else at all. But hold on, he's got a little bit of a cut on his head. Uh, we're going to take a break, and you know what? It's a, it got a little too violent, people, and uh, we can't let Junior see that, that there's blood in the human fucking body. I'm so tired of their fucking shit with the blood, man. They they really, they really, like, if anything can come of this fucking Endeavor deal, it needs to be like, let's get back to fucking letting the WWE and wrestling be what wrestling was. You know, like, come on, man. You can't tell me these guys are all like, Nah, man, we don't want to get busted open. Nah, man, we don't want to fucking showcase what we've been working our ass for and putting on a great show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. bleeding mm-hmm. happens. Bleeding is part of that, man. Like, fucking come on. Dusty Rhodes and those fucking crimson masks that he would have at times. Fucking ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh. Yeah, the dog the collar matches and the strap matches. Like, he was just always covered in blood. But, uh, wrestling all right, right so what was the highlight for you, Monkey, uh, for WrestleMania both nights? You know, night one, night two. Yeah, it's just, again, night one, I was looking forward to the Rey Mysterio match, uh, Rey versus Dominic. What an entrance. And, yeah, dude, but, like, on both sides, them coming out, you know, you know, WrestleMania-worthy entrances, I fucking loved it, especially Rey Mysterio coming out old school there. You know, you know, big old nod to Guerrero. I I loved it, and just them having a good match. You know, the, the, yeah, it's just that that was my match for night one. Who was the Mysterio's match? I you know, just enjoyed it, dug it. You know, <laughs> really really cool. Uh, what was yours for night one, guys? 
Okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead, King. I've done a lot of talking already. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say Ray versus, uh, you know, his son was the highlight for night one for me. I mean, it was good all around. I mean, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, that was another fun one, too. I actually had a lot of fun with that. I love the fact that Logan Paul actually got in trouble in real life for doing the whole stunt that he did at the beginning for his entrance. Because that's a big no-no. Oh, so did he? I was not happy with him for doing that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got in trouble from SoFi Stadium. Because they're like, we didn't even know we were going to do that. So he just did it unprompted. So, yeah, there's a lot of trouble. Between oh. <laughs> because everybody's like, what about Owen Hart? Remember Owen Hart? <laughs> you know, so, you know, but luckily everything worked out. Um, and then uh, night two, it was the, the triple threat match for the IC title. Drew versus Sheamus versus Gunther. That was my match of the night. That was easily one of the greatest matches, I think, of all both nights. It was such a great match. It was true wrestling. It was just beating the fuck out of each other for the entire match. And I wasn't sad that, that Gunther won because I think he is a good champion. So I don't mind him holding the belt, you know, for however much longer he's going to hold it for. Um, but it, just, it was just a battle. And, of course, seeing Shane bust his quad in real time was also another fucking amazing <laughs> moment. Man. From oh, man. <laughs> Poor dude. He's just trying to yeah. have one more WrestleMania moment. <laughs> and he's not a good one. No. Yeah, so, I mean, and of course, you know. So for me, for yeah. night. Oh, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, so go I was ahead. Say, for I'm me, for night, for, for night one, you know, I, I think that the. Uh, I do agree. The, the, the Rey Mysterio Dominic match was, was entertaining. Um, I think more than anything mm-hmm. else, though, because we've seen Dominic perform. We know he <laughs> sucks. So basically, yeah. you, know, what, you know, what we saw is that even at. His, his age, I think he's 49 now. Even at 49 mm-hmm. years old, Rey Mysterio can still make anybody look fucking fantastic in that ring. And that has always been one of his greatest talents. That and being so small that it could be thrown like a dart. Um, but, you know, aside from <laughs> yeah. that, you know, which, which was very fun to watch, you know. So if you've never seen it, I'd say look it up. Because fucking, that, that was an incredible moment. Um, I thought the, the, the I, I thought the Paul Rollins match was like your typical gimmicky match, you know that again. It's yeah. a typical uh, a typical WrestleMania match. You're going to have some famous person who doesn't actually really wrestle but actually come in and wrestle somebody. It was a decent match, especially for for what it was. I thought from night 1 the uh the Fatal 4-Way tag match was was highly entertaining. I, I that was another good one, yeah. Match, the men's match was really good. Um, so, so for me, that that was definitely the night one highlight. I thought Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Usos, you know, was good. I just, uh, you know, I just, just, I will never like Wasn't Sammy great. Zayn. Like, that's what I've realized. Yeah. Like, I just don't like the guy. Like, I can't, I can't get behind the character. I can't get behind, like, anything with him. I love Kevin Owens. I think he's fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the Usos, I'm a big fan. I think they are, without a doubt, the best fucking tag team in wrestling, both AEW and yeah. WWE. Um, they, those two are phenomenal. But, yeah, they did need to lose the title. They, eventually, they have to give them up, unfortunately. Uh, for, for night two... I wish that I could say that the main event, Roman Reigns versus fucking Cody Rhodes, was the highlight mm-hmm. of WrestleMania. That it was the best match of WrestleMania. And up until the very end, 
of that match? It fucking was. That triple threat match, like you said, is definitely the highlight of Mania. It was. But up until the end of that main event, that match was going to take it. That was one of the best matches, hand down, that I've ever seen Roman Reigns in, and I am not a Roman Reigns fan at all. The, you know, the performance that those two guys put on, like they brought me to that point where I was sitting on the edge of my seat, not knowing who's going to win, and getting to that point where I didn't care which one of them won. I was like, all right, both of these guys have hit that level where if this guy wins, I'm okay with it. If that guy wins, I'm totally okay with it, except for how they did it. I just, I, I yeah. you know, like, give him a clean fucking win. Even if you could still have had Solo come in and do the thumb to the fucking throat and all that shit, right? Just let Cody kick out there and then have Roman put him down with his Superman yeah. punch or a spear. You know, like, hit him a second yeah. time yeah. to let it at least have just simply been him winning it, not the thumb and, like, okay, you're hit, you're down, you're done. Like, just, just one clean <laughs> win, man. Like, especially at Mania, because it's supposed to kind of restart like you know the season starts again now at this point and everything and i get you want to continue the stories and everything but i really i i think you know obviously we're going to see cody versus probably solo at backlash um you know that that he's going to have to get his revenge on on all of that and i think we'll i think they're going to try if they can keep cody relevant for the next year i think we will see a rematch of this year's main event at wrestlemania 40 I would like to see that, like we talked about. Like, I was standing up. I was like, holy shit, this fucking match is amazing. I don't like Roman either, but they were both giving it their all. And then to have that skirmish at the end with the Usos and then KO and Sammy and then Solo coming out. I was like, this could have been a clean match for Roman. I would have had a lot of respect for him as a, a competitor if it had been a clean win. If he just won clean, I would have just respected it more. But because they have to have the interference, it's like it, it just took the wind out of the sails. Um, and we were talking a lot about how it's kind of like Rocky versus Apollo, you know, where you have Apollo being Roman and Rocky being Cody. So, like you were saying, Gould, we could get the, you know, Rocky two moment at WrestleMania next year at 40 having a rematch. And I'd love to see it, but that means a whole fucking other year Roman Reigns is champion. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which the, other, the other thing is we have to remember something. It's WrestleMania 40 coming up. It's been four yeah. fucking decades of WrestleMania. If that doesn't draw The Rock out, take that belt away from Roman Reigns, I don't know what would. You know, maybe that's why he yeah. said no to 39, being that you know you've got a major milestone coming up with the next year. But now that everything's also going down with this Endeavor deal, we don't know what's going to happen to some of these storylines. No, we don't know what yep. kind of shakeup is going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now that Endeavor is taking over. And like I had said in the, uh, the chat before the show, uh, Vince McMahon came back, and now he's back in charge of creative. So we're probably going to see a lot of disappointing stories because Triple H took over and fucking managed to make it a show, and now Vince is like, well, I'm back, boys. And it's like, ow. <laughs> like on NXT on Tuesday, there were chants of fire Vince in the crowd, like, during just oh. random matches. <laughs> and, like, because he came back, and he was controlling Monday Night Raw, and he deleted segments. He was getting, like, Seth Rollins supposed to have a segment in the ring, and he just pulled that real quick. Bailey was supposed to be there. He pulled that real quick. He had a big flip with Brock Lesnar and uh, Cody Rhodes. That just didn't make any sense. 
where Brock, you know, was supposed to have a tag match between him and Cody and Solo and Roman, and then he flipped on uh, Cody and just destroyed him in the middle of the ring, and then he just gave the middle finger to the camera and walked away. And people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, but it, Vince what, is back that, in charge, what, and he wants what he wants. That's what Brock did? Mm-hmm. Okay, so wait, <clears> wait yeah. hold on. This was what, Monday? This was Monday Night Raw? This was what happened on Monday night? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. we had a tag match of Brock and Cody going against mm-hmm. Roman and Solo. Which, Correct. as it stands, didn't even really... Well, basically, I guess what they're trying to set up is another Brock versus Roman thing, because obviously we know Cody is going to be going after Solo to get revenge. That's fucking stupid. What a dumb setup as it is, man. You know, way to like, really, like dumb down Cody's fucking performance at Mania by now making him like a second option. Yeah, it was the, yeah. the whole angle was, uh, you know, Cody wanted the rematch against Roman, and Roman said, I'm not going to do that, but we could have a tag match. But whoever you pick to be your partner will never get a title shot against Roman. So who's it going to be, right? Who's going to want to take that kind of a deal? And then Brock came out, and he's like, I'll do it, whatever. I don't like Roman. And then we get to the main event, and as soon as the bell didn't even kick off, Brock just beats the fuck out of Cody and just demolishes it. And then Roman's like, okay, I'm out of here. And they fucking leave. And then you know, Brock flips off the camera then leaves with uh, Cody Wang in the middle of the ring. Uh, so, again, okay. that, like you said, Ghoul, that's setting it up so that he up did that because Cody he wants a title shot. Yeah, but also, what are they trying to set up? A rivalry between Cody and, and Brock now? To, like, really break up any momentum of everything else? Like, that? that's okay. Like, again, Cody versus Solo makes sense. You're, you're going to build mm-hmm. that up. And I guess if down the road you want like, if you want to build it up so eventually Cody and Brock are going to have to meet up against each other because they both want, you know, title shots. They're both going for the same goal. That's fine. But, you know, let's let's work one thing at a time and do it subtly, you know, like if, even if you think about how like the, the to go way back to, to where the Dean will remember when you had the mega powers, you know what I mean? It ain't like the yep. mega powers assembled and one week later, the mega powers exploded. No, they worked <laughs> yeah. that entire storyline up for a fucking year. You know, we had Hogan yeah. with the assist during mania, you know, WrestleMania four to help Macho get that belt. You know, slowly as Macho was champion, you had a couple months, and then the two of them became a tag team, and then they became the tag team champions. You know, like, they they built all of that up for the next WrestleMania to be the explosion, you know? They're completely capable of fucking putting together year-long storylines that make sense. So why they still can't do it, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the writers. <clears throat> Blaming on the writers. They just don't know how to do long-form storytelling. They just want to get everything done real quick. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, overall, it was fun. I mean, it was a lot of great moments, you know. And seeing Pat McAfee come back was great because I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan. So to see him come <laughs> back and beat the fuck out of the Miz, you know, and then leave, you know, that's always good to see. So, you know, it, like I said, overall, it, it was good. I, I just hope they just go back to one night eventually. Like, just you only need one night. Like, you just you don't need two. Like, you could easily just pack everything into one night. But, you know, it seems like one that's the program event. that they want to put on. Yep. The two-day thing, easily. I think, is nonsense. 
You know, I, I guess the the only benefit I guess that they get out of doing the two nights is is like you know like how we rent to access money and- on Saturday. It's money, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're splitting it up over the over the course of the two nights, but it also gives people reason to go out other than just the extracurricular shit. You know, so like when yeah. we went to access, there, there was nothing else that evening for like anybody to do. Everybody just went home, and nope. then you go to WrestleMania the next day. Um, so I, I see by making it like a full weekend thing, it kind of makes sense. I just wish they'd order it better or just come up with something. I don't know. Man, who knows? Maybe they'll figure something out. You know. Yeah. But as always, listen. But, uh, my yeah, favorite part of media yeah. will forever be you guys. It's spending time with you guys as we chat and fucking yeah. laugh and shit and make fun of everything. And so that, that more than anything else, is, is my favorite thing. That's, that's my mania moment right there. You two motherfuckers. Oh, that's <laughs> <it's a> <laughs> Just a running commentary that we have the entire time. <laughs> it's just crazy. You know, making fun of the move. And you're like, all right, this is what we have. Holy oh, shit, did you see that? Like, <laughs> you know. Ch- checking out Kyla <laughs> in the pre-show. <laughs> oh, Caleb. Yeah. Caleb Braxton. I miss Charlie. Caleb's no Braxton. Uh, no, no Charlie. Yeah, they're very similar, though, in looks, I noticed. <laughs> I was like, Charlie, they're very similar, but, you know. Uh, but Caleb Braxton's yeah. a huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> fan, so I was like, I kind of like that. That does up the sexiness factor. I'll, I'll give you that. I, mean, I, I was not aware of that, but. I, I know they do have similar looks, but Charlie just has more of that face that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, I like them both. I mean, I prefer kind of uh, Kayla just because of the horror aspect. She's always on Twitter talking about some horror movies she just watched. So. I was like, I, I adore you for that. That's cool. But uh, All right, so with that being said, Dean, uh, go ahead and wake up because uh, we have horror news to talk about. What are we talking about tonight? Huh. Huh. Hello? Good morning? There he is. Hey, good morning. Hey, little buddy. We have hard news to talk about. What were you guys talking about? Hassa, Chad. We were were talking about something that made you fall asleep, buddy. Are you all right? Uh, Can we talk about hard news now? All right. There he is. He's He's not a boner. I do. Uh, (laughs) Megan, so popular, um, successful uh, film... Uh, from the recent past, uh, actress Allison Williams says that there is an unrated scene that she says uh, made her sick to see it. She said, even though she saw all the behind the scenes work on the special effects, that uh, it even uh, made her feel completely ill. And she was referring to mm-hmm. a scene. Uh, where someone uh, loses a someone's face uh, loses a fight uh, with a pressure washer, and it starts to peel off uh, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, even seeing <laughs> the planning, uh, the behind-the-scenes effects, and all that, it says she, it makes her sick to her stomach. So the unrated version was all right. Should have been yeah, better. Yeah, great. Yeah, we see a little bit of the face peel, so. I mean, maybe there's an extra cut that we didn't get to see, so we'll have to wait for the extra uh, unrated version. Of, uh, well, yeah, that was good. said the unrated version. Uh, well, so anyway, yeah, that's what's going on in the world of Megan, and I have not seen any of the versions yet, so I have no comment. Just watch well, the unrated. 
Yes, I agree. Watch the unrated. There's no no reason to watch the rated version. The the differences are so minimal that you might as well get the extra little (laughs) bit of gore that you're going to get from the the, the unrated version. Yeah. Point taken. I know that's next on your list. Oh, excuse me. I'm in the middle of speaking. I know that Ooh. Megan is on <laughs> is on Peacock is uh, is the unrated yeah, version God. there as well. Yes, it is. Okay, good to know. If you want Megan to be on your cock, then you should just get a real doll. <laughs> Whoa! My God, she's a child. Oh, <laughs> she's a doll. <laughs> she's a computer. She's a, she's a child doll. <laughs> But realistically speaking, I really bet, you know, the Dean could, you know, at that point suck my cock because, you know, his lovely <laughs> report. <laughs> you're, you're, Don't interrupt him speaking. I know. <laughs> my cock and Dean, it is important there's my cock. Him and Mike Hunt are my two favorites. Oh, Mike Hunt, I know that guy. <laughs> Good old Michael. Anyway... I don't what think that I was aware uh, that <laughs> 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 you're chicken fresh. Um, I, um, Buffalo sauce spicy? I, you know, one of the, uh, as we've said on the show, one of the early uh, horror films in, in my life as a horror movie watching person that uh, pulled me into the genre was uh, the film uh, Witchboard with Tawny Katane. Uh, we were lucky enough yeah. to have uh, Kevin Tenney joined us on the show uh, one time. Uh, I don't think I was aware that a Witchboard remake is currently in production, uh, but I have hmm. learned uh, that there's a Witchboard remake, and uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer, who played Vecna in season four of Stranger Things, uh, has just uh, been cast. And this is being directed by uh, Chuck Russell. Uh, and he oh. said that he plans to go beyond the OG storyline uh, with a deeper story and high-intensity scares and imaginative visuals. Uh, this is uh, Chuck Russell, uh, who has directed Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, uh, 1988's remake of The Blob, uh, and The Scorpion King, amongst, amongst other things. Uh, so, Somebody just, like, uh, sucked into a portal to another dimension? <laughs> yeah, well, it was me. Yeah, yeah, that that was King, you know, saying the words wrong. You know, he he didn't say the words right when he picked up the Necronomicon. Classic, <laughs> 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 I heard that noise. Called living in a city where people were driving motorcycles. The way it sounded no, like, over the air, it sounded like a fucking like like some kind of portal. It opened up and like sucked you away, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, notice it was, right it was not a train. It was not a train, so that one was not my fault. <laughs> no, no, it was mine because I live in a city where people drive motorcycles. But yeah, so yeah, interesting. Still a good movie. Sad that Tony Katane is no longer with us. I would love to see her in that uh, remake, but. Cool. We'll see what happens with that. All right, Dean, what else is next? The AMC series Interview with a Vampire. Uh, season two uh, is about to start filming in Prague. Uh, then we'll jump over to Paris. Uh, 
and then will return statesides to New Orleans. Uh, that's not what I'm here to talk about. Uh, what I'm here to talk about, though, is there has been a very significant, a very significant uh, last-minute casting change as Bailey Bass will not be returning to season two as teen vampire Claudia. Uh, she will be being replaced uh, by an actress named Delaney Hales. Uh, AMC says this casting change was due to a variety of reasons, and Bailey Bass says that she is not returning to the show due to unforeseen circumstances. Uh, so, so big casting news yeah. in the TV realm. Well, I ain't getting Rice's enough money. Interview with a vampire. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a money thing. Definitely, like they just. It's got to be. You know what I mean? Like the, the mm-hmm. show did well. You know, did well enough for them to get you know another season. Um, and you know, I know that they were they're really hinging on it. You know, I thought the. Uh, the, the the witch show was really good. We enjoyed that one. Um, the, oh, the, uh, the, the uh, Anne Rice one, the Anne Rice uh, witches one. Yeah, 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 yeah witches. I, I forget, I forget. Yes, yeah, yeah, Mayfield witches, and then uh, you know, I, and we enjoyed interview. Um, you know, I think it took a little bit to get going, and I did. I do think that that she was good as as Claudia. Uh, it sucks because you know you kind of get a, a character's look established in your mind, and that and that she's become that character. But you know, hopefully this this new girl comes in, and there's no, uh, you know, it's just seamless. So we will see. Yeah, there's no dialogue. Of, you look different. Did something change? <laughs> <laughs> You look different from the last time I saw you. <laughs> they won't do that. I would love it, though. <laughs> well, the only other thing I could think is she got pregnant. Yeah, you know, so... Isn't she, like, 12? Uh, is she 12? No. The actress? No. no. I think she's in her 20s. And I, even in the show, I don't think they... Uh, they did not make her as young as uh, Kirsten Dunst was. Oh, she's 19. You know? She's ni- 19, yeah. 19 okay. years old. So she okay. can be fucking. And, and I think in the sh- and I think in the show they made her like eighteen, so that like she's oh, of know. age to be like sexually active. I think they because again like the show is trying to definitely be more risque than than what we saw with the Tom Hanks and 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 everything else, the Brad Pitt movie, you know. Tom Hanks. Um, so. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks is a Oh, shit. Full fourth Gump is Lestat the Vampire. Oh, man. I would love to see Tom Hanks and Lestat in a fucking remake of Lestat the Vampire. I may be in You got a drink, Louie. I know what love is. Come on, Louie. You got to come over here and drink blood. That's what we do here in the bayou. Wow. And I kept sucking and sucking and sucking. And then I got to the other side, and there was another great big ocean over there. So I just turned around and started sucking some more. I know everything there is to know about the bloodletting business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blood tartar, blood scampi, blood on the body. <laughs> and, and that's about Not all there is. Hey, t- 
Lieutenant Dan, blood. Lieutenant Dan, blood. <laughs> Not raccoons, you idiot. Yeah. Mizzles. <laughs> I need that movie now. <laughs> Forrest Gump is fucking sad. <laughs> I don't know much about love, Louis, but I know about bloodletting. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Y'all want to play ping pong? No? Nobody wants to play ping pong? <laughs> but I, 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 could, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like the character was portrayed as older, um, and not just because she's supposed to be presenting that she's been around for so many years. I think she was older from the moment they bit her, and, and it's, it's been done as such for her. Again, for the, the ability to put her in sexual situations that, you know, okay. make it feasible for... for <laughs> People of all okay. sexual <laughs> persuasions to enjoy the show, I guess, is, is the way to explain it. Yeah, I, God I thought it worked better with Kirsten Dunst because she was a fucking kid forever. She's like, God damn it, I'm a fucking kid forever. She's like, I can't fuck like this. I'm fucking nine. <laughs> and I'm going to live forever? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Just made the character more enjoyable. She's so pissed off. I mean, I think that's part of the character's pathos. You know what I mean? Like that that's what makes her tragic is she wants to to enjoy and experience all the things that, that adult life bring, you know, especially when you're alive for 30, 40, 50 fucking years. Yeah. She'd be great in Catch a Predator. Yeah. She'd be a great fucking lure for that show. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia has entered the chat. Hey, what's up? Oh, my God, hey. <laughs> and then she came to the house. <laughs> what do you have to see? I'm Chris Hansen. Welcome to hey. Catch a Vampire. <laughs> do you know why I'm here? What were you going to do with her? <laughs> For him, yeah. I was just, I, I wasn't going to do nothing. I was just going to show him, I was just going to teach him that, you know, like, this is bad, that you, sh- that you shouldn't meet strangers in houses like this. Oh, okay, dude. Sure, sure thing, buddy. <laughs> then why'd you show up? Why'd you show up with a twelve pack of Zima and a box of rubbers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always carry that in my truck. Study cockring. Why are you naked? I just wanted to get comfortable. I don't know. That's what I do everywhere I go. <laughs> Just walk into people's houses again. Like, don't you do that? Make it worse. The little girl was always like, I'm just making some lemonade. Why don't you come on inside? And they're like, okay. Yeah, I know. I'll <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what little fucking girls do oh. to actually make fucking lemonade? Even in the fucking 90s. <laughs> yeah. It's totally it's okay. It's country. It's country time. <laughs> What's with all these cameras? <laughs> uh, what a fucking show. But, oh, all right. right. What's next? What Does, do you want to film it? <laughs> it's what's strange, honey. You know, like, it's weird mm. how this guy walked next to me the entire time I was walking down the pathway to come to your house. He had this <laughs> camera in his hand the entire time. And he was like, yo, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to follow you down the walkway. I was like, oh, is it prom? <laughs> There's a lot of guys in ghillie suits around. Why are they all wearing ghillie suits? It's weird, right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, sorry about that. Dean, uh, what else are we talking about? So it's been quite some time since we've had any news uh, from uh, the world of the boys in Vought International. Uh, yeah. We know that 
uh, you know, there will be a, a fourth season. Uh, we know that there will be uh, the Gen V spinoff that uh, does not have a release date, but the expectation is that it will premiere on Amazon Prime Video sometime this year. But what I'm here to say cool. is that uh, while speaking at a convention, at the Creation New Orleans convention, uh, Jensen Ackles, who plays the character of Soldier Boy in The Boys, uh, talking with fans, says that Soldier Boy will appear in the Gen V spinoff. Uh, so hmm. just sharing this because I know that we have a lot of mutual admiration for The Boys and... Uh, there yeah. just hasn't been any. I haven't seen any talk about it in in quite some time. I know it wrapped production because uh, the guy that plays Homelander posted a selfie on Twitter where he's like, "Oh, we're done. Season four is in the can." So, yeah, looking forward to seeing him later on the show. And I like Soldier Boy, yeah. so I'm looking forward to seeing him in spinoff. They have some banging of the best Twitter. They have some of the best Twitter work, like on fucking Twitter right now. You know, like all oh, yeah. oh, the the Vodafone Dude, so stuff good. is great because it's so great because they play it like it's real, and then mm-hmm. all the commentary, all the comments, all the people tweeting and commenting on the posts are tweeting as if it's real. So you're like watching this weird live action cosplay happen in real time. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I love it. Yeah, everything's <laughs> like in character. It's in world. It's fucking yeah. They're they're playing completely to character. So it, it's yeah, it, it is fun. Absolutely. All right, Dean, what's next? Uh, well, not necessarily... Oh, excuse me. Well, not necessarily horror news, uh, just something I wanted to share because we know that we will all have the opportunity uh, to see it in June, uh, but it's been announced that May 18th at the Cannes Film Festival... Uh, on May 18th, the world, well, attendees at the Con Festival, not the world, uh, will uh, have the opportunity to be the first people, uh, first members of the public to see the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, the final one. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they say that already? <laughs> they had already made a last Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> they had already coming out yeah. and said it was going to be the last June or July? <laughs> June. Yeah, it's coming June. June or July. Oh, June. It's yeah. June. But they they did say it'll be the final one. Who knows? Who knows how much time Harrison Ford has left? <laughs> you know, who knows? But uh, supposedly it is the fifth and final entry in the end of I, I don't see them... Like, you know, listen, they, they want to continue making movies. That's fine. I mean, Harrison Ford, I don't think, should yeah. be it anymore. I think the way to go after this is to put together some kind of, you know, whether it's a young Indiana Jones or, or however you want to go, but you're going to throw it on Disney+. Plus, and this way you can, you know, you can, you can milk the, the franchise. You're going to sell shit. People are going to watch it. Um, you know, I think, I think it would be stupid otherwise. You know, I, I don't think this will be a one-and-done by any chance, but... Yeah, it's it's Disney that we're talking about here. They they paid money for this shit. Yes, Shia I mean, is available. I'm as, sure. As far as the as far as the film is concerned, uh, I mean Harrison Ford has definitively said that this is a wrap for him. Uh, so you know, 
whatever happens <laughs> with this as a property moving forward, like he will be done. So as far as as far as Indiana Jones as we have known him, uh, this is the last. This is the last go. Hope so. Thought Crystal yeah. Skull should have been the last go around, but they got one more. It's me cry. Make me cry. Yeah. You know what? If you, if you can pull that off, yeah. man, then then you then you did it right. Got to kill him off. Got to just kill the guy off. Make us cry. Make us sad. You know the Nazis finally got him, or whoever he's facing off against in this movie. Damn, you're old. There will be there will there will be battle with <laughs> there will be battle with Nazis once again. Uh, there also the film takes place in the 1960s, but there will also be scenes uh, that take place uh, in in previous times, and they're, they've used yeah. that that, de, that de aging technology. <laughs> yeah. for it's a lot, man. In that trailer, oh yeah, there was so much de aging in that trailer. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, the, Just the latest the, trailer you know, I saw it. when I went to the movie theater shows. What looks like, uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping that, I don't know, I'm, I'm really hoping, like, the majority of the movie is not utilizing the de-aging stuff. You know, like, like I really hope yeah. they're not going to try to pull it where no, the most I, of the movie is going to take place in the 40s. My, yeah, no, they, like, look, I've, I've only seen the trailer. Um, my, yeah, and I, I truly, I know nothing about, like, real plot details. I know there will be Nazis involved, and because there always seems to be. But like, my guess, <laughs> and this is this is based on strictly my own my own guess. I have read nothing about it. Is that the de aging sequences? I think are going to be not extensive, and they're going to be used as a look back in the past that is somehow going to set up the storyline for the the older Indiana Jones. That would be my assumption. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right, yeah. I mean, that's if they do it mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that, that would make <laughs> yeah. sense. That's what it all comes down to. If they do it right, you know, um, you know, maybe bring Sean Connery back as like a force ghost. Indiana, you got to stop the Nazis. <laughs> like, all right, Dad, I heard you. Are you listening to me, Indiana? We had this discussion yeah. in last crusade. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> right. because apparently he calls him Junior. Junior from that cup doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that's right. He did call him Indiana at the end, though. Like after he got saved by the Holy Grail, they all right, Indiana. Let's get on these horses and ride. I was like, oh, he called him Indiana. <laughs> you know, gave him the acknowledgement. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I can't lie. Like, I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. It's fucking that's Indiana Jones. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> well, look. Listen, hopefully, yeah. you know, look. Spielberg, uh, you know, obviously was involved in the production, but stepped back and handed over um, to Mangold uh, to direct it. Uh, I like. I just hope that they're able to just kind of right the wrongs of the Crystal Skull, you know, and just give us like an enjoyable movie that just is that makes sense and is you know realistic in its unre- in, like in its unrealisticness uh, versus the just absurdity of things that were going on in the crystal skull, you know, like, uh, it's very similar. And this is relevant to a lot of the recent viewings of the King, uh, in a similar manner, uh, to where, to how, uh, you know, Rocky Balboa, you know, improved upon, uh, Rocky five, uh, to close mm-hmm. out like the Rocky led, 
uh, films in that series. And that's maybe not the best analogy because even though it has its flaws, like I do love Rocky Five, like there's, I will probably never watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again. But I hope that uh, <laughs> at the Dial of Destiny, like I'm just hoping for like a fucking Indiana Jones movie that harkens back, um, you know, to to the ones that 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 we love. It could be, or they they pull a Star Wars and Butch shows up at the end, Shia up and stabs Indiana Jones to death. Like, it's my turn now. Like, Whoa, they went dark. <laughs> I took the stone from here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking forward to it either way. I just I am like, as soon as that fucking theme song kicks in, I'm like a kid again. <laughs> it's Indy. It's Indiana Jones. Like, let's do this. Like so. I mean, look, I, I can make fun of it all I want. I can complain about it all I want. I'll bitch, I'll moan, I'll give my fucking stupid-ass opinion. But I'm going to be there. And even if I didn't yep, have a list, I would be there for Indiana Jones, you know? Like, I'm going to be going yep. to the theater to see it because it's a fucking Indiana Jones movie, you know? And, and that is something, you know, when I was, I was a little kid, yeah, I saw, you know, I got to see... Uh, crusade in theaters, but you know I was too young to see Temple of Doom, and definitely too. Uh, you know I might have seen Raiders in the theater when I was like a like again like when my dad would bring me in. I did. It might have been one of the movies that he put yeah, on, but like I yeah we don't we were old enough to see Raiders. Seeing it, I would have been like four. You know what I mean? So because I'm seventy seven, so um, so like <laughs> I don't have like I I remember seeing, like, Star Wars when he would put it on because he put it on so often. Um, I remember, like, Empire and shit like that, too. And mm-hmm. But, like, I, I really remember, like, my first, like, Indiana... Because it's still my favorite, but, like, my favorite Indiana Jones is Temple of Doom. And that's because, just like Predator, it was one of those Columbia House fucking videotapes that really I ended good. up getting. You know, my, my stepdad fucking, you know, ordered some shit from the fucking TV guide, and he's like pick a fucking movie, and I'm like, okay. So I was like, I'm getting Indiana Jones and Devil of Doom, bro. And I fucking watched it, like, religiously. Like, you know, again, the amount of times I probably watched that film is, like, absurd. And it's still one I put on regularly. Like, it's it's one that I'll put on to go to sleep to. And, and, And Bonnie hates it because fucking, you know, Andy screams throughout the entire movie. And that annoys the shit out of me. Good old Kate Capshaw. <laughs> it's it's the best one for me out of all of them. Like Temple of Doom is the fucking most metal of them all. You know, I mean, I do enjoy Raiders, but like Crusade was such a disappointment for me when I rented it as a kid. The only cool thing was the Diet Coke commercial before the movie started. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, the Diet Coke commercial that ruined the movie for you if you hadn't seen the movie yet. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I was like, why am I watching a Diet Coke commercial before this fucking movie? I just want to watch fucking Indiana Jones. You know? <laughs> I, do, I don't need a Coke commercial before it, you know. But that's what that would be. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Show that case. Well, at least, it's, <laughs> at least it wasn't a Pepsi commercial before Top Gun. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there was there that, too. Yeah. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it, 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 it was on the rental. <laughs> the, the, the Pepsi commercial, and they fly upside down while drinking a Pepsi and flicking off the Russians. Huh. I always thought oh, yeah, well, on TBS he, he back like in the day. Like it to him and gives him like a like a cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's fun. But all right, Dean. What's next? What are we talked about. Let's see. 
hot off the presses. Uh, Eli Roth, oh, did he literally <laughs> rattle your pages? November. Eli Roth. November. November 17, 2023, will be the theatrical release from TriStar Pictures and Spyglass Media of Thanksgiving. Eli Roth. Can't wait. So fucking ready for this movie. Coming out. Girls on trampoline. Just, uh, 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 just coming out. Short <laughs> week before actual Thanksgiving. So, uh, Dean, I'm, I'm I'm just cu- curious. Uh, since it was part of the Grindhouse thing, do you know if Tarantino is involved in any way, like for production or anything for this? I do not, not believe so. He's not. Okay. I can tell you that for sure. He's not. He wouldn't have anything to do with it anyway. It's not his baby. It's, it's Eli Roth's. So I'm sure he'll be excited to see it too, but it was always Eli Roth's thing, you know, the fake trailer for Thanksgiving. So, you know. Yeah, yeah I was just, just like curious. Since it was trailer. connected to the – I was just asking, since it was connected to the Grindhouse project, if, you know, there were any ties uh, to, <laughs> to them. So that's yeah, why I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting, but I, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it'd be cool if it was, but I'm just looking to see how campy he can get with this movie. Like, really yeah. fucking deliver a Grindhouse-style <laughs> slasher. <laughs> uh, I'd be very happy to see what he Thanksgiving will feature Addison Ray, Patrick Dempsey, Jay Hernandez, Gordon <laughs> Ladd, and others. Wait, yeah, Addison Ray? Addison, Addison Ray. Ray. YouTube like is. influencer, TikTok influencer, Addison Ray. Yes. Uh, I guess that's who it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess okay. that's who it is. I mean, it's cool that Jay Hernandez and Jordan Ladd are coming back because they were in the trailer. They had the whole makeout sequence in the convertible where she's about to go down and Jay Hernandez and his head gets cut off. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Such a great moment in that trailer. Well, that's the thing, it. though. Do do we know if they're actually in the movie, or are they just going to re-show that scene again? Because just they showing that scene that. means they have to be in the credits. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, actually, let me let me rewind. Maybe it would be. Uh, I don't know about um, about uh, Jay. <clears throat> excuse me, Jay Hernandez and Jordan Ladd, like. When you search up the movie, uh, they come up. But when you go to the actual page uh, for the actual movie, uh, I'm not I'm not seeing them. I'm seeing Addison Ray, Patrick Dempsey, uh, Gina Gershon, uh, Rick Hoffman, uh, Milo Mannheim, uh, Jordan Poole. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing those two in the cast. So maybe what I was reading before was uh, not accurate. <laughs> Could be archive footage. It could thing. be our Right. We could just replay that moment from the trailer, so which would be cool because that, like I said, that was one of the best moments in that trailer. But either yeah. way, I'm really looking forward to it. But the fact that Rick, it's getting yeah, a theatrical Rick, release too. Hmm? Yep. Yeah, Rick Hockman. Uh, Hockman was he was in the original Hostel. Um, mm-hmm. He was like the he was the American dude that was there to like kill people. Um, yep. Yeah. So anyway. 
that's what's going on in the world of Thanksgiving. But basically about Thanksgiving, what I really wanted to just mention was that, uh, you know, we knew it was going to be coming this year, but it now has its official release date of November 17th. Yeah. Yeah, courtesy of TriStar, which I saw well. I think that's very fucking cool Like that they're actually going to release this in theaters. Um, yeah, I'll be there. Tickets already bought. <laughs> I, you know, we've been, you know, fans of that trailer have been clamoring for, for so long. And then, of course, you know, the other trailers in Grindhouse, it's like, are they going to get a movie? Like, I would love to see Edgar Wright's uh, Don't, if you guys remember that trailer, where it was just basically just saying don't to everything. Don't. Don't, don't watch go in the house. movie. Don't go inside. <laughs> don't open that window. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> I would love it if Edgar's like, I'm going to make don't. <laughs> and he's I'm serious. <laughs> all right. I, I love it. But, yeah, we'll see what comes up with it. But, all right, uh, Dean, what's next? Scream Factory, Shout Factory, uh, has announced uh, this June they will be releasing several bundles, of which I will kind of outline in a moment. But, uh, they have taken the original scan and are doing the business that they do uh, to create the 4K uh, UHD version of the original Creep Show. Uh, this will be released. Uh, another one that is my one of my early forays into the genre, uh, similar to mm-hmm. Wizard. Uh, but uh, this will have several options. Uh, it's being released June 27th. Uh, there's going to be just a, a single movie version uh, that uh, will come with a, a limited uh, edition poster. Uh, that version for just the 4K UHD uh, movie is $34.99. Uh, then there are several bundles. Uh, bundle number one uh, will be the movie with the poster, but there will also be uh, a slipcover and stickers. <laughs> Uh, that will be coming in at forty four ninety nine. Uh, then there's another one uh, that has an enamel pin set, uh, and then another one that has all of that stuff, the enamel pin set and lobby cards and other stuff that's coming in at a hefty uh, one thirty nine ninety nine. So uh, multiple uh, avenues Damn. if you were to want to acquire this property, but you can be in the door. Uh, at, you know, for thirty four ninety nine, and that comes with a poster. And there's all kinds of special features on the disc as well, in addition to the film, uh, including uh, an up close examination of many of the different props uh, that were used in the original film, uh, an on location uh, kind of tour of some of the original locations, uh, some making up stuff, uh, you know, some making of stuff, uh, some roundtable discussions uh, with some of the effects people. Um, I believe Tom Savini is involved in that conversation. Uh, so there are all kinds of uh, special features uh, that will be included on this disc as well. So um, I, I almost hit, I had all of my information in on just the, the 34.99 version, and I almost hit enter to order it, but I didn't, but I will probably, I probably will do that. You know, like we have talked numerous times here on the show about how I don't really buy films uh you know i have a few things i have a few things for my old dvd collection that i didn't get rid of and you know i've picked up a couple of uh you know 4k uhd things the friday the 13th box set a couple other things uh you know this being uh such a such a important film for me uh i might end up scooping it but we shall see all right very cool 
So what's next? What do you got? <clears throat> now, the last thing I want to talk about is the Faces of Death remake. <laughs> yep. What? I, yeah, you know, first, first, there, there's no way to describe in words, truly, uh, at least I think, like, how cool, like, the mythology and uh, first opportunity, like, surrounding Faces of Death was back in, like, you know, the late 80s when you're, like, 12, 13, 14 years old falling in love with horror and hearing about Faces of Death and seeing something about it on the magazine stand and looking at a Fangoria magazine and, like, seeing the cover in the video store but not getting a chance to see it yet and then finally doing it and how, uh, you know, just how captivating it was in so many different weird ways. So I'm seeing Faces of Death remake and I'm like, how on earth are you going to be able to do a Faces of Fucking Death remake? I mean, obviously there were numerous sequels and imitators and, and all of this, but what I also learned is that this is more kind of like a, it's being called the Faces of Death remake, but it's more kind of like a, like a meta kind of thing. So basically <laughs> this movie, this Faces of Death remake is actually not a remake. Uh, this movie takes place in a world where there is a Faces of Death movie. And what happens is, uh, a female moderator of a YouTube kind of video streaming site uh, discovers that on this site, uh, there is a group that is recreating uh, the scenes and murders from the original film. And in this age of digital manipulation and disinformation, uh, she is in a race against time to determine if these recreated murders are real or are they fake? Um, and as of now, this will be starring Barbie Ferreira from Euphoria, uh, Dacre uh, Montgomery, who played Billy Hargrove in Stranger Things, and Josie Tota, who was on the recent Saved by the Bell reboot. It's the only way to do it. Didn't they? Oh, uh, didn't they kind yeah. of already do this though? Like, wasn't that like kind of the synopsis of? I think it was Dark Dark Web. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was it was basically Dark Web, um, the unfriended sequel, Dark Web. Yeah, kind of the same thing, <clears throat> where it's like you don't know what's real, you don't know what's fake, um, but it's the only real way you could do a Faces of Death movie is to kind of have the movie be real or not real and kind of investigating what uh, is fake and what's real. But this seems stupid. Like the just watch the real Faces of Death, a lot more fun, I'm sure. But which you know, they're, they're, we also know mostly yeah. was fake anyway. You know what I yep. mean? So Except for the animal the, stuff. Here's the problem. <clears throat> You're never going to be able to recapture or recreate what we used to think Faces of Death was. You know, as a kid, nope. I thought that all of it was fucking real. I thought I was watching, like, real footage of, like, real people yep. either dying, getting killed, like, all that shit. And, you know, like I've said and shown a thousand times, I still have 
you know, the original Faces of Death 2 in its fucking red clamshell case, you know, because Mm -hmm. I stole that from my stepfather, and there was no fucking way I was giving it back to him. Like, I went through the process of sneaking (laughs) that shit out of his armoire, you know, without him knowing about it, and it was like, all right, man, this is going to fucking come. This is going to stay in my room with me. I'm going to hide that shit until the fucking day he dies, which eventually did happen, you know, so, so, but I, I still have that fucking VHS tape. Um, but that's because, again, like, as a kid, like, that shit was horrifying, you know, because I'm watching yeah. it and I'm like, holy shit, this is what happens when a bear kills somebody. Holy shit, look at this. <laughs> but then as I got older and, you know, obviously finding out things like later in life that, like, most of that was staged, scripted, it wasn't real shit, it's like, I don't know, it takes away all the mystique of it, but it can never take away what it was then. You know, so so you're never going to be able to bring that back. It's you know, it's like trying to fucking redo the Blair Witch Project. You know, you're never going to fool everybody again with that. So so yeah, I guess this is the only way to do it, other than not trying to cash in on the name of the franchise and just making your own damn movie. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Like it's just you know they're going to do it either way, and it'll be fine. Nothing will ever top the, the original Faces of Death, you know, uh, videos. The, the only thing that was real was the animal deaths. Like, everything else, like, there was the, uh, I think it was in the first one with the electrocution. Like, the prisoner that got uh, strapped to the electric chair and started bleeding out of yeah, his face the and stuff film, like that. Yeah, that was the first film. With the patches on <clears throat> yeah. the eyes that were, like, puffed out. Yeah, that was all the first movie. <clears throat> yeah, and then, you know, as a young kid, after seeing Faces of Death, of course, with the Internet being kind of new, you know, there was Rotten.com. I don't know if you guys remember that site where it was, like, real fucking deaths and shit like that. And oh, I remember watching yeah, the Bud Wire thing, the uh, the politician Bud Wire, when he shot himself. Yeah, yeah, TV. the guy that blows his brains and, out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, this is real. Like, I just watched somebody blow his brains out on live TV. Like, it's just, it was amazing. Like, that it was accessible like that. But, like, again, I was back in the infancy of the Internet where you could just find anything. Rotten.com. Yeah, now there, there, there was one a little more recent that, uh, you know, that's why I just had like a handgun or whatever, and it was like pop and done. Man, there was one that I saw recently where it's like, you know, it's one of those where you just wish you didn't fucking watch it, you know? And it was like some dude <laughs> yeah. who's like there in front of his like computer or whatever, and like he's got his like chihuahua or his little fucking dog, like, you know, like like all around or whatever, and the dude just pulls out a fucking, just pulls out a shotgun and fucking blows his fucking head clear the fuck off. Like, and I've seen that one. Yeah. You're fucking, not only are you shocked that that's what happens, but then you're fucking like watching this poor guy's dog because the fucking dog doesn't have a fucking clue what the fuck just occurred. It's just this poor (laughs) thing's like standing in there like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's intense. (laughs) The fact that you can find this stuff. But, yeah, I remember that video. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, there was that one beheading video of the U.S. soldier, you know, when he was with the Taliban, and they just got him and fucking cut his head off. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yep. What am I fucking watching? Like, I'm, I just, I, I need to go. <laughs> I just need to go sit in a corner well, see, fucking watch cartoons. And see, I, I have a strange <laughs> like a solid hour. Like, I, I, I'm <clears throat> never going to, like, seek that kind of shit out. But I think that one really came across me from somebody else. And it was, like, one of those where, like, I kind of felt like, you know what, this is this guy's last fucking moment on Earth. He was stuck yeah. in, like, an unfriendly fucking situation by himself. Yep. It's the least I could mm-hmm. do. 
you know, to actually sit there and watch yeah. it fucking happen because there was nobody else for him at that point. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like a sick fucking thought to, to have, but, like, I don't know. Maybe it made me feel a little bit better fucking watching it. Like, I didn't like fucking watching it. I hated every fucking second of it. But, but yeah, that was a fucked up video. I, I've seen those two, man. Those blow. Yeah, it, it's worse. But, all right, with that being said, I know that was your last uh, item, uh, Dean. So let's get into the movie. Let's talk about some fun shit. <laughs> let's get into Demons 2 from 1986, directed by Lamberto Bava. This is my pick for the evening. Um, the story revolves around a group of tenants and visitors. They're trapped inside of a high-rise apartment building infested with demons who proceed to hunt the dwindling humans down. Um, the whole reason I picked this movie is because Evil Dead Rise is coming out in just a few short weeks. Uh, that also features demons in the high-rise building. And I was like, you know what? Let this be kind of a piece that you could see and be like, all right, I saw demons too. Let's go see Evil Dead Rise and kind of see what they do with demons in a high-rise building. So I'm a fan of the movie. I think Demons 1 is a little bit better, but at the same time with Demons 2, you don't need to see the first one. There's really no connecting threads in the first one. It's just them doing something different. Dario and Lumberto actually went into production with this movie when Demons was coming out in 85. So they released this movie in 86, and the soundtrack is good. We'll get to that, but I'm just a fan of this movie. Uh, so, Ghoul, what did you think about Demons 2? Okay, so, I mean, listen, it's a first-time watch. You know, one that I I know the box art. I've seen it. I remember mm-hmm. seeing it in the video store. It's like, mm, maybe I'll pick it. Never did. I remember when I first started getting this street, like, Shudder and stuff like that. I would flip through, see it. And, like, you know, na- nowadays it's more like I won't watch it because I'm going to figure out I'll either pick it or one of you guys will pick it. And it allows me to watch it for the first time so I, so I can see it with the fresh eyes. Uh, this this was a fun movie. You know, it, it had some parts to it that were were enjoyable. It's that silly, schlocky Italian-style horror movie with with some decent gore effects here and there, some fun melty effects, a lot of silliness though. Like there was a lot of like a lot of laughing going on for me in this movie because some of it was just so absurd. I know you said mm-hmm. you don't need to see the first movie to understand this, but like you know, like I read the synopsis of the first movie and I kind of feel like it probably would have helped to have seen the first movie. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll kind of get into that as we as you start to discuss the film. But otherwise, yeah, otherwise it's a solid pick. I, I had a fun time. Thank you, King. All right. Dean, what did you think about Demons 2? Uh, I had never heard of this film before. And, uh, you know, I know you explained last week your reasons uh, for picking it. And I get that. And I was also like, but it's part two. And we haven't seen part one. And how will that all work? And I did not do any looking as to like what part one is about and how it might be related or if it's related and, and any of this. But anyway, uh, going in cold, uh, watching this without really knowing anything about it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun with this one. Um, I saw like bits and pieces of things here that, that I've seen in other movies like later on. Uh, I thought that there was some, some like funny imagery. I there was thought, excuse me, there was some decent gore. Um, there was some like over-the-top absurd acting performances, which I sometimes appreciate in a certain light, which was uh, readily apparent here, especially with all of the patrons of the fitness center. And um, <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> so anyway, I had I had a good time with this one. All right, great. 
Monkey, what would you think about Demons 2? Yeah, I had never even heard of this movie before. Um, yeah, this this was something. <laughs> I, I was fucking rolling, man, just because this movie wanted you to know it was 1980s. You know, they they were like, we are, you know, like, I don't know if it was because, you know, the Italians and, you know, just their sense of, you know, establishing shit, but it's just, they wanted you to know it was fucking 1980s. They filled everything they could with so much 1980s shit, like 1980s fashion, 1980s appliances, like 1980s accessories. It's like this entire movie looked like, you know, it, it was supplied by, like, the JCPenney Witch Book from, from 1985. And it's just, and it's, like, I'm confused because it's like, you know, while the movie wasn't the best. It's like, at the same time, it's like, I had a really, really good fucking soundtrack, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, like, I, 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 yeah, I don't know how they were able to afford this. <laughs> um, I mean, because we're talking, you know, you know, Den Can Dance, uh, Gene Loves Jezebel, uh, fucking Love Art of Noise, you know, Colt, the Smiths. Yeah. Definitely the Smiths, and we'll definitely get to when the Smiths come on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it was fun, but at the same time, like I, I was finding this very, very entertaining. Um, on the same level that I would w- watching Army of Darkness, it, it struck me as like it was in that vein of you know we're we're going in and out of the spectrum of horror, but at the same time, we are definitely not taking ourselves too seriously. Let's just have a good time and see what happens. Yeah, it's a party movie. Like, it's, it's definitely a movie that I would recommend putting on as a party. Like, if you want people to have fun and watch a horror movie that's kind of gross, kind of weird, kind of funny. Like, there's a lot of laughing moments in this movie, and we'll bring them up. Like, it's not a serious horror movie by any means. It's just, it's having a good time. Like, it's like there's demons in a high-rise. What else can you do? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you real quick, if I can, uh, is sure. just because, you know, you're, you're the, you're the you know, Italian is your thing. Giallo is your thing. Uh, but, you know, this is done by Argento and Bava. But I wanted to ask you, like, you know, in the world of horror, outside of this movie, were they kind of like, you know, rivals in the business and somehow came together for this film? Not at all. They were friends. Like they were completely okay. friends. Like they were both doing their own thing. So with Demons 2, um, you know, Dario had done Demons and he also went back to do Demons 2 with uh, Lamberto and he basically gave him free reign. He's like, this is your movie. Do whatever you want. He's like, I'm here for you. So if you need my help, I'm here. He's like, but otherwise, this is your baby. He's like, let's make a movie. So, no, they weren't rivals at all. They were friends. Um, you know, Dario was just kind of there to be supportive. <laughs> you know, whenever you need, I'm here, buddy. Like, that was exactly how he kind of related it. You know, it was Lombardo's movie, and he was just there. So, yeah, it was, it was yeah, kind of well, cool to, to see that. But yeah. directed the first one, too, right? So they, they collaborated mm-hmm. with the yes. first movie as well. <clears throat> and then, you know, there's Demons 3, which there's, like, a whole bunch of shit. Sure. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about the fucking rest of the Demons movies, <clears throat> because they're so fucking just weird, <clears throat> especially because there's three different versions of Demons 3 that isn't Demons 3, but it was marketed as Demons 3, so one of these days I'll get into that <laughs> whole thing, because it's, it's wild. But anyway, 
so the movie opens with a quick narrated recap of the first Demons movie. It's not important for this particular one, but they want to update you on what happened. So we cut to a knife that seems to have blood dripping on it, but then we see a man in an apron enter the room, and it seems like he's just really into strawberry preserves in various jars. And then we see him decorating ah, a cake that's surrounded by an assortment of desserts. Yeah. Fake they out. fooled <laughs> you. <laughs> so he's decorating a cake. <clears throat> he writes, happy birthday, Sally, onto one of the cakes that's going to be sent up because it's a birthday party movie as well. So we cut to this high-rise building known as a tower where security officer Frank tells a woman that she can go up to apartment 206. Outside of the building, a young man named George arrives and uses the same elevator as a visiting woman. Inside the elevator, a couple of yuppies are complaining about how the elevator is shitty. The elevator stops on the seventh floor, and Frank appears yelling at these teens to get out of here. Enough of the shenanigans. And then we cut to pregnant woman Hannah exercising as her husband George arrives home. He lets her know that Sally's having a party tonight, and it will be hard to sleep. Speaking of hard, we're going to cut to a gym in the tower where people are working out under the supervision of Hank, played by Bobby Rhodes, who played Jim the Pimp in the first movie. So he returns for the sequel. Um, <laughs> keep pumping, baby. Keep pumping. Keep pumping. Uh, man, and they, and they are all fucking built in this thing, man. No witches allowed <laughs> yeah. in this gym. Man. And, and, and wearing the best and 80s workout clothes, too. <laughs> yeah. Lots of stripes. Lots of stripes and high leggings. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, Sally's party is happening. Everybody do the white people dance. Let's just walk in place and just move our shoulders. But unfortunately, Sally is missing from her own party because she's not feeling her look at all. Her hair dress stinks. In the background, a movie about demons is playing on the TV that catches Sally's attention. Another couple in another apartment are going to fuck, but the television's on. Let's fuck with the television on, huh? We got this fucking thing going. We need to watch it while we fuck. So we see another family, the Hollers, sitting down for dinner and watching the same Demons movie. There's nothing else on. Also, by the way, this is 10-year-old Asia Argento in her first movie role as mm-hmm. Ingrid. So, hey, 100% so, totally see who it is. The second I saw her, I'm like, wow, she looks exactly <laughs> the same. And you know what? Yep. Here's the thing. She is not, she never gets any better at acting than what she does in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Her acting skills have never really grown. (laughs) She's eye candy. Um, We also see a woman uh, watching the same program. We also see a little boy watching the same demon movie. Nothing else is on TV, just this fucking thing. So the little boy hears his phone ringing. Hold on, here's the thing. Here's here's where I'm getting confused. And now this is this is what I meant before. I'm gonna say, like this is where I think if you watch the original movie, you you have a better understanding of what's about to occur. So now what you're watching them watch. So you're saying it's a movie, right? But if you're listening to the broadcaster, it's being presented like it's a documentary. Documentary. Like it's almost. Like, it's almost yep. a news report. But then they start yeah. talking yes. to cameras of, like, actually <laughs> yeah. being the movie that you're watching. So then I'm sitting there mm-hmm. wondering, like, what the fuck is actually going on here? Because it's like, is this a documentary? Is it a movie? Or is this what's actually going on in the world right now? Is this, like, a present-day thing going on? At one point, I started wondering, maybe this is what happened in the first movie. And, like, that's what it's we're not. completely missing. So, so what I ended up reading, though, yeah. from, like, a, a brief synopsis of the first film 
there's something about the demons come through video. And, like, that's part of the whole, like, the whole theme of the original film. So that, that's why this was that, That's why watching the first movie would have made, made this movie make some sense. Because when this fucking thing comes popping out of the, of the movie in a couple of minutes, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It's like somebody watched <laughs> yeah. Poltergeist and, and a couple other movies and was like, yo, you know what? Poltergeist and Gremlins, I'm going to put those movies together and this is what you got. And in the first movie, the, the movie that they watch in the first movie is completely different from what they watch in part two. So it's completely two different movies uh, that they watch at the Metropole in the first one. Um, so but it's like see, two I different was thinking the same thing, too, where yeah. this was supposed to be like an investigative report that was going on, you know, but at the same time confused because there's no fourth camera, there's no fourth person to actually be running the camera of this thing right. that you're seeing these people go, going into the forbidden land. So I was like, what the fuck? Where's the camera person? You, you, yeah. <laughs> you never see they, anyone get taken yeah. down. They're, they, they're shooting from weird angles of, you know, with cameras where there's no camera guy, you know. So I was confused, too, as far as that. But, again, we're probably overthinking it. <laughs> scenario there they wanted to be ambiguous like they they wanted to be ambiguous uh ambiguous about what they were showing because they they were okay with doing something different from the first one like they kind of wanted to distance themselves from what they did in the first one so that's why i said like you can watch the first one and get an idea of what they're doing in the first one but but this one they wanted to do something a little bit different um, but anyway, the little boy answers the phone that's ringing. His mom and dad aren't home. I'm alone. Well, goodbye. So the movie oh, on the TV they, plays out. There's your 80s, doing, your 80s PSA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this is all a joke. You know what I mean? This is everything that as an 80s kid you were taught never to yeah. do. You know, like all of us <laughs> yeah. were like fucking completely drilled. Don't ever let anybody know you're home alone. Don't answer the door if, you know, if mom and dad aren't there and somebody knocks, you know, you can look out the window, but, like, don't let anybody see you and never, ever, <laughs> ever tell anybody that you're home alone. You know, if somebody's at the door, hey, my, parents, you know, <laughs> my mom's it. in the fucking bathroom right now or my dad's in the shower or my uncle's <laughs> yeah. in the basement. You know, any, any number of those things yeah. is the appropriate answer in that situation. Never, I'm kid, home so alone. Things, okay, bye. <laughs> Click. <laughs> no, mommy's not <laughs> here. No, daddy's not here either. I'm all alone. Goodbye. <laughs> He's just saying no. Um, so back in George and Hannah's apartment, they talk about math in a 40 way as we cut back to Sally's party where there's a panic on the streets of London. Come on, everybody. Let's all dance like Morrissey. <laughs> Man, and they're all and, like they're all dancing like super fast and shit like that. This is, and I was like, you know, yeah. me and the diva were rolling because we're like, okay, they were obviously not playing this music while they were nope. dancing because no one dances nope. that fast to the Smiths. You know, okay, they were doing nope. like the fast was, Molly Ringwald dance. <laughs> they were doing a lot of pogoing. They were jumping up and down. It's like it's definitely not the Smiths in the scene. But we find out back in the the documentary slash movie that these people are entering a city that was the site of a demon attack. So once they find their way into the city, they find a demon claw. And meanwhile, at Sally's party, a guy answers the phone, and he invites a guy named Jacob to come over, much to Sally's dismay. She's like, he can't be here. Not Jacob. Walk out. And Sally's friend's like, "Uh, hey. ratty bitch. Okay, that's what Sally is. She wants to get all shitty about what fucking dress she's wearing. She wants to get all shitty about her earrings. Yeah. All she wants to do is fuck. And, like, I get it. 
It's her birthday, and she can cry if she wants to. But, you know, she's kind of fucking doing <laughs> So yeah. she decides that, like, she doesn't want to see this guy, so <clears throat> Sally's friend tells this guy, go outside, and when Jacob arrives, he can't be here, so you have to send him away. He's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, and she's like, don't worry about it. Just go outside. When he arrives, just tell him to go home. So the one nerd, the one nerd in the party, and she'd be <laughs> yeah. like, "Okay, you have to go and be and be the watchdog." It's like, but I just want to be here. Shut up, Sherman. Go downstairs. Yeah, and and stop it. It's responsibility. Yeah, he's we, the one that invited the guy. Yeah. So and he didn't even know who he is. He's like, I don't even know who Jacob is, but I guess okay. So I'll stop him when he comes in. Uh, so we see a woman watching this demon documentary movie. Um, she hears a scratch on her door. She goes to see it, and it's her dog, Daisy. So she's like, oh, Daisy, where'd you go to? All right, come back. Oh, puppy, puppy, puppy. <clears throat> oh, Daisy. So back in the demon, okay, so back in the demon movie, in, in, one of the enjoy women your time now, puppy. Yeah. So <laughs> they okay, take a the scratch in her hand. <laughs> the group continues to explore the city. One of the men manages to start a car radio as a rockin' soundtrack kicks in. The woman with the scratch yeah. leads on a mirror that she picks up to a real fucking demon. Wait, nope, that was her imagination. But they also find a demon corpse, and they're like, whoa, this is fucking great. Just don't bleed on it, okay? Like, just nobody get blood on it, and we're going to be great. We're just going to take it out of here. Oh, wait, you bled on it? Well, goddamn. Oh. The woman with the scratch bleeds on it. Man, so Jessica, at, we yeah. told you, don't bleed on the demon corpse. And what did you do? You went and bled <laughs> all over it. it. If only somebody <laughs> so would do this while, to Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, the demon. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking hell in yeah, the cell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Back at the party, everyone is getting their picture taken (laughs) as Sally's locked in her bedroom by her friends. They want to lock her in her bedroom so they can surprise her with a cake. And as she's watching the movie where the dead demon is now coming to life thanks to the blood, the group in the movie flees, but one of the women isn't so lucky and gets killed. Sally watches as a demon seemingly makes eye contact with her and approaches the screen. And then the demon seemingly manages to push its way through the television screen as Sally panics and tries to escape the locked room. Sally oh, like the last Sally horror movie you picked. <laughs> what is it with you <laughs> picking movies of monsters coming out of TVs, King? <laughs> I like it. It's fun. I like to have fun with my fucking picks, all right? You finally figured out the theme of the King's year, you know? That that's going to be his whole yearly Revenge picks. Revenge. <laughs> so she tries to escape the room. She doesn't know what's going on. Um, and when she tries to get out, everybody else is like, well, let's light the candles. We're going to surprise her. But the demon comes out of the TV and attacks Sally. So then the party guests are like, let's get her out. Let's unlock the door. And Sally emerges from her room. And as she goes to blow out her candles, she begins turning into a demon. As she blows out the candle, she grips onto a guy's arm as her fingernails crack apart and her skin splits open. The guy freaks out as Sally's teeth begin to fall out and crack as she goes into demon mode. The guests try to flee as Sally begins attacking all of them, slashing at them with her claws, infecting all but two of the party. birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my cake? (laughs) I have my cake. 
So we cut back. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> we cut to the city at night, and we see Sally's parents having a meal outside, finding out that they wanted her to have the apartment to herself for her party. Gee, I hope they don't make a mess. Am I right? So despite being not invited to the party, yeah. And, 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 the, and the dad, the dad being an asshole, he's like, you know, me having to be, eat like a dog and sit out, sit out here and I say, okay, you're in fucking Hamburg during Oktoberfest. You know, there's a shitload <laughs> yeah. of food. There's a shitload of beer going on. Everybody's partying on the streets. You're where, you're where the action is, man. Be happy. Eat the fucking <laughs> but he's just so upset about it. And meanwhile, <laughs> Hannah decides she wants some cake. She's like, I'm just going to go over to Hannah's apartment and see if I can get a slice of cake because I'm pregnant and I need to eat. But when she goes over and knocks on Sally's door, we see Demon Sally is too busy bleeding from the face and watching the other party guests turn into demons. Hannah returns to the apartment <laughs> and sends George out to find her some cakes and other sweets. And then we see the other woman from earlier that was heading to apartment 206 leaving telling the man to call her sometime. The man's like, hell yeah, I can go for another slice of sex. And yeah, okay, as he I'm sorry, she was a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as he walks to the living room, he sees on his TV and notices red liquid dripping onto the set and onto the floor. The blood from Sally's apartment is just pouring down to the floors and into the pipes. So we see George and the woman from 206 meeting up again in the elevator, and we see a man in the gym get the demon blood dripped onto him. He turns into a demon mode to find a new woman in tanning bed and smashes the tanning Woo-hoo! bed's top on top of her, killing her. So, <laughs> and, like, fries her. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that's not how tanning beds work. But, you know, that's totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and then the demon was like, look, it's a panini press. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the demon blood continues to drip down on some wires, cutting off the security camera feeds. The power soon goes off in the tower, and we soon cut to some punk rock kids driving around and having a fun night. The driver is Jacob. And a brand a new and, and, and a brand new BMW. What the fuck? Fake-ass punk rock yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so he's it's with a his friend. It's, a fucking, it's not a costume. It's a fucking way of life. It's a way of life. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Stucky> you, suicide. <laughs> so George and the woman are trapped in the elevator. She's freaking out, and he's trying to get her to chill out. Meanwhile, Ingrid's dad, Mr. Holler, arrives and is greeted by the man in 206, who claims that there's blood dripping from the ceiling, and he got some on his hand. And then we cut to Daisy the dog, noticing that demon blood is dripping in the apartment and barks at it as Hank gets everyone in the gym except for one man to leave. But this fucking man wants to get gained. He's like, I'm not leaving. I don't care. I'm going to keep fucking working out. I don't have time. It's fine. Like, got to get that kid. Got to get those caps popping. Got to get my caps popping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> so they all, the gym people all leave all the bodybuilders leave. We see that Frank, the security guard, can't get a phone call out because the wire has been melted by the demon blood. And then we discover that Daisy the dog is now Daisy the demon dog. And we watch a transform Daisy's owner. I'm pretty sure the dog's name was Davy. <laughs> Not Daisy. See, I thought it was Daisy. So you're probably right. It was Davy. I just said Daisy. That's what I thought it was. So you're probably right. It was Davy. Davy. But either way, Davy the demon <laughs> fucking transformed. You know, we rely on your right. accurate names, King. It's a very important role you play on the show to make sure you have all the characters' names straight. 
Well, there wasn't a credit for Dig the Dog in the nineties. Especially when especially when we do Asian horror. Yeah. That's horrible for me. That's a bad fucking night for me. When the dog scene happened, I was fucking rolling because I was expecting, like, <laughs> bad things to happen. Like, you know, because we're seeing that <laughs> the blood is acid. And the blood is acid. Yeah. It's, like, burning through people. But for some reason, when it comes in contact with organic material, that's when we learn that it's turning them into demons. So then we have this fucked up trans- transformation of a dog where they pretty much just strapped a demon mouth onto the muzzle of a dog. <laughs> it looks like, you know, extra, extra jaws sticking out. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like fucking eyes and everything, man. Completely bizarre. It rips apart its owner, and then we see all the demons from Sally's apartment emerge, and they all have glowing yellow eyes to show that they are completely in demon mode as they emerge and start running out of her apartment. Back in the elevator, George hears a commotion, and through a crack in the elevator doors, he sees people fleeing from something. He calls out for help, but they ignore him. It's then we see the demons with the glowing eyes running down the hallway. It's a fucking great shot, one of my favorite shots in the movie, of all these demon-possessed people with these glowing yellow eyes running down the hallway. <laughs> George then realizes that shit has gone to hell. Looking like an 80s music video. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And he's like, oh, my God, Hannah's alone. Hannah! I fucking left her alone. i got to get out of here. Let's go. So the bodybuilder that decided to keep working out in the gym gets crushed in the gym equipment by the gym demon. So he's crushed to death in his equipment. He should have left, but instead he wanted to get those gains. Um, that's when we see Hank and the other bodybuilders see the demons in the gym, and they haul ass out of there. They find the doors to the gym <laughs> locked and desperately try to find any way fucking out. Hank tells them they all need to get to the garage if they want to escape. But the garage is also <laughs> locked up tight. <laughs> so, they're all throwing everything they can at the window. <laughs> Because they're all bodybuilders. You think someone will be able to break something. But but these these (laughs) guys are, like, tough as fuck, man. They didn't notice the bars? They tried to throw everything. (laughs) Like, there's bars on the fucking doors, and they're like, we'll get through it. (laughs) We'll throw fucking a potted plant at it. (laughs) No breakthrough. Hank's like, come on, everybody. Come on. Let's get the door down. (laughs) You know, just throwing everything at it. They realize that there's an escape. Um and that's when they make their way into the garage and they decide that they're going to barricade themselves in if they can't find any other way out. So it's like, all right, so we're going to have to arm ourselves, get any guns, any weapons that we could find. Maybe we could make some makeshift weapons, some Molotov cocktails. Because, and then we because cut- everybody has shotguns in their trunks in Italy in the 1940s. <laughs> yes, it's the 80s. It's Italy. They have guns. They got the numbers. They got the guns. <laughs> fucking ma- ma- maf- mafia, 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 also bar- parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great parking garage. Any car has a shotgun at any time. Look at all these guns. <laughs> I love living in Italy, guys. <laughs> Everybody has something. <laughs> so we see the little boy from earlier that was left alone. He leaves his apartment. And when he hears the demons coming, he runs and ends up in Sally's destroyed apartment. He panics and runs away as we see the two remaining unharmed party guests attempting to console each other. Like, what are we going to do? Let's just stay here. Like, the demons aren't here anymore. We might as well just stay. So they decide to stay in the apartment. 
The boy reaches his apartment only to find out he's been locked out. Unable to get in and with the demon approaching, he hides in a ventilation shaft. The demon opens the vent shaft door but doesn't see the boy. Sweet relief. Despite a little blood dripping on him, this kid is going to be all right. He's going to be fine. <laughs> Nothing is going to happen to this kid. He's yeah. good. Like, he's good. We, we, when this happened, I, when this happened, I was like, "Oh shit! Are they really going to go here? Are, are they really going to do this?" <laughs> yeah. Nothing happens to kids in Italian horror movies. Just ask what's your fault. You're so perfectly you safe, safe by that piece of glass. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> so during this whole scene, we see that his mother has been trying to call the apartment the entire time and getting no answer. So she's kind of getting nervous. And the father is like, it's fine. Like we're in a train station. We'll just get home. And she's like, yeah, but it's kind of weird. Like we left him alone by himself and he's only like eight years old. So maybe we're not the greatest of parents. And he's like, no, we're great. We're awesome parents. Like, we man, need to get home. And it's a, it's the eighties, man. We, we were being home by ourselves when we were four. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, this kid's fine. I was also a little <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's surprising I survived my childhood by <laughs> how many times I was left alone. When my brother was like, "Are you all right?" He's like, "Just don't touch anything electrical." I'm like, "All right, no problem." <laughs> and he would go out to hang out with his friend. Um, but Frank, the security guard, tries helping George and a woman trapped in the elevator, but Sally shows up and turns him into a demon. And then we cut back to the garage, and one of the cars is now on fire as some of the demons attempt to breach the door. And we then have to cut back to Jacob trying to reach the tower. He's like, I'm fucking going there, man. Stop driving so fast. <laughs> but cool, and then with the, in, the, in the garage, okay, you have the, the door that's barricaded and the car that's on fire in front of the door. And then you have the demons... <laughs> <laughs> doing gymnastics, gymnastically leaping <laughs> yeah. over yeah. the fucking car. They're doing perfect gymnastic tumbles over the fire, over the car. It was like, and you, you know, <laughs> it was like having fucking bacon in Footloose, okay? When he's in the fucking, like, you know, in that junkyard scene. When he's fucking, you know, like, hey, I'm angry, Kevin. <laughs> I'm frustrated, so I'm, I'm going to go and fucking dance. You know, but I'm also doing gymnastic leaps. Mhm. Angry dance. <laughs> uh-huh. So dancing yeah. and leaping for the Lord. Leaping That's what these and demons dancing. are doing. Leaping and dancing. Demon dancing. <laughs> What's it taste to? Dirty What's demon it dancing. <laughs> so the demons beginning attacking in the garage, but the war has only just begun. Meanwhile, we cut back to parents of the year as they're heading home to see their son. Mom is worried, <laughs> dad not so much. Hey, honey, we'll have to load a bottle of wine and a whole bunch of cheese and Lunchables. He's going to be fine. Like, he's okay. Like, just stop freaking out. And then we also see Frank beginning to turn into a demon after being attacked by Sally at the elevator. He attacks the woman, grabs at her hair before running off. And then we cut back to Hannah, who hears the noises in the parking garage as the two surviving party guests discuss leaving. Jacob, meanwhile, is still speeding around. He ends up crashing into the boy's parents. Luckily, they live in Italy, where an ambulance is just waiting seconds from the action. Because it immediately <laughs> shows up. And, oh, by the way, if you thought you're ever going to see these fucking characters again, you're not. They're done. That's the last time you see Jacob or any of the other characters. The parents, they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's 
no ending to that story. It's like, we do, we do, we do, and fucking they're done. Yeah. <laughs> the most bizarre fucking way to end these characters. The ambulance shows up within seconds. I'm like, that's amazing time. Like, they must have been sitting on the corner. Like, oh, my God. There's an accident over there. Oh, my God. Mario, hit the yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they were turned up like this. As soon as it happened, they were like, hey, we here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, well, nobody called anybody. It's not like they called the cops or they called the medical. Nope, it just shows up. <laughs> All right, but we're never going to find out what happens because they just cut away. Their story doesn't matter, so they have to go back to the high-rise. Um, they forgot. Back in Hannah's apartment, she hears a knock at the door. It's the boy from earlier begging to be let in. She reluctantly opens the door only to discover that the boy has become a demon. This is an 80s fucking time oh, horror. Oh, shit! In that state. So this kid is like, blah, blah, we're on the end. And I was like, yep, it's an 80s horror movie from Italy. And it's no so the demon boy starts to attack her but eventually he falls landing on his back and then all of a sudden a smaller demon bursts from his chest as this ghouly looking fucking demon begins chasing after yeah what the fuck he fucking chased the fucking demon yeah and it's all cute it's like you think a demon and it goes around. It's got these big cute eyes. It's got a big smiley face and I was like, Oh my god, it's so it's fucking cute demon. and they're trying to make they're trying to make it scary and I'm like, Okay, great sculpt job, but you, you need to put some brows in there or something to make it <laughs> look it's a so little looks that little wings. I'm like, Oh it's got wings. Look at it. Oh look at that little <laughs> I wanted it to win. I was like, I want you to kill Hannah. <laughs> You're adorable. You keep on flying around. Um, so back in the garage, we see Ingrid is there with her mom, who quickly turns into a demon begging for help. And then we cut back to Hannah just trying to survive the tiny ghouly demon. Suddenly, it's like we're in the climax of Halloween as Hannah escapes into a closet with the ghouly demon acting like Michael Myers. Include that fucking Halloween Ooh. soundtrack, and you got that fucking Munchies, ghoulies. You know, this is this is easily capitalizing all on like '80s American like horror because that was one of our major yeah. things that was going on at this time. Mm-hmm. So once Hannah leaves the closet, we discover this demon can fly, as Hannah traps it in her Murphy bed. <laughs> also, George manages to escape through <laughs> a hatch in the elevator, and as he starts climbing the wires, the woman from earlier turns into a demon and begins chasing him up the wires. <clears throat> George kicks the demon until she falls and lands back in the elevator. I'm safe. I'm good. I'm looking a lot like Ash right now with my fucking sleeves cut off. Isn't that cool? No, man. No, no. Dude, you don't understand. This is a critical moment here, okay? Like, two years from now, Die Hard is going to totally rip this off, okay? The ripped sleeves, the, the repellent on the top <laughs> yeah. of a building and shit, man. This, this is where Die Hard came from. Demons 2. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So, well, Hannah sees the ghoulie demon nearly putting herself in the movie. High rise. <laughs> <laughs> See? So, <laughs> the demon's trying to free itself from the, the murky bed prison. Uh, Hannah finds a bottle of acid that's conveniently placed on the table and pours the whole thing on the demon as George manages to exit the elevator shaft and returns to his apartment. He returns just in time to kill the little ghoulie demon with an umbrella, jamming it right into the back <laughs> of his head, jamming it into a wall. 
And this fucking ghoulie demon is toast. It's no longer with us. Rest in peace, ghoulie demon. We were so adorable. Oh. So, you're not going to be a right, good dad. This is the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment, guys. We've got we to gotta fucking arm up. This is our battle. They're coming. The demons are coming to this garage. So let's fucking go. Hank's like, everybody he's, defend he's, yourselves. He's got a fucking shotgun. He's got a, he's got the bandolier. <laughs> so yeah. like, where the fuck did you find a bandolier? You know, and he's there, you know, it's his, Italy. His, his, they have not His big ass muscles all glistening in his shit. He's all like, it's you know, from, being like, we can all repair and he's big. That he, film there. He's got some, uh, <laughs> some Louis Gossett Jr. vibes going for sure. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Um, so, Mr. Holler. Let me tell you about your son. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Holler, realizing what's happening, puts Ingrid inside of a car to keep her safe as he begins fighting the demons. Hank isn't doing so well as the Grimm drags him by the dick and begins ripping at it as he screams. Ooh. Because you know it's just going to tear it off. He lasted 30 seconds against the demon fight. <laughs> he just done. You know, and we don't see him again because apparently he got his dick ripped off and we're not going to see him. So Ingrid watches as her dad is killed by the demons as he tries to kill all of them against the car. Papa! The bodybuilders. Papa! <laughs> <laughs> so we see that everybody in the garage, all the bodybuilders, are either dead or they're turning into demons. Like, the battle's done. Like, they lost. Like, they didn't do a very good job, and they're all just gone. Even uh, after, so back, even uh, after wrecking all those BMWs fight. and Volkswagen Bugs in the, in the garage. <laughs> all the crashing. <clears throat> and I would do like from earlier where the one girl jumped into the one car, and she tried to crash it into the garage door, and she's like, why isn't it working? I'm like, it's the fucking garage door. <laughs> You're not getting through it. Why do you keep <laughs> fucking landing the car into it? I love the guy that Tokyo drifts the one car in the way of the thing, but it didn't quite make it. So, like, instead of them, like, pulling the car back and parking it in the right position, everybody just grabs it and, like, throws it into position. <laughs> yeah, they, they just push nothing. it into position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they slide it over like it weighs nothing. I, just, I love that. Uh, so, anyway... George and Hannah need to get to the roof, but first George needs to leave Hannah by herself, despite him saying he won't do that. He's like, I promise you, I'm not going to leave you alone. Bye. And he fucking goes walking off by himself. <laughs> Wait here. And that's when... <laughs> so Hannah goes into Sally's apartment, and we see George cause a leak in the gas pipe, so we'll stop the horde of demons. George throws a lighter at the gas, which causes an explosion, killing a whole bunch of the demons. And he hears Hannah screaming and running back, discovers her with two of the uninfected party guests. The four then make their way to the roof as Hannah feels she's going into labor. She's like, I'm feeling contractions. It's not very good. He's like, yeah, but we've got to skip these. So can you put that on hold yeah, for a second? Uh, like, yeah, hey, George. can't you just hold it? <laughs> <laughs> so as they, they attempt to go up the stairs, we discover that the male party goer was actually infected and turns into a demon. He goes on the attack, but George fights back and knocks him over the railing as we see him fall to the floor below. The three make it to the rooftop and attempt to rappel down the side, but the female party goer also decides she wants to become a demon at this point, and she is quickly thrown off the roof by George, and we get to see that really nice puppet go off the side of the building. <laughs> no, jo- no joints, no nothing, just a flat puppet. 
So George tells Hannah, look, remember the safety training that we did like a year ago? It's going to be just like that. We're going to rappel down the side of the building. Like, what are you doing in Italy? <laughs> you could just take a rappel course off the side of a building? And she's like, okay, we'll do that. She's like, all right, get on my back. We're going to go down. <laughs> so the couple rappel down the building as we see Sally on the rooftop. She scales down the same rope, and when she gets down to the ground, George is there to impale her with a metal pipe. George and Hannah head down some stairs into what looks like a movie theater, but actually it's a TV studio as they turn all the lights on. You get fucking lights everywhere. You get that one fucking fast rotating light that's just whipping around. I'm like, all right, we're in 86. So, yeah, they had to use for that light somewhere. (laughs) Just whipping around back and forth. I don't know what they're doing this for, but it's fine. So Random spotlight. (laughs) (laughs) It would be great if there was like a TV show host being like, what are you guys doing here? You're trying to get ready for my late night show. Are you guys okay? (laughs) Instead, it's an abandoned movie studio, uh, TV studio. So at this point, with all the lights turned on, Hannah goes into labor and gives birth to their child. So it's like, all right. So kind of did that real quick. I love how it was just like two seconds where she's like, Oh my God, I'm going to labor. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we have a baby now. <laughs> There's no like, Oh God, it hurts. It's like, no, no, it's just a baby. Um, I was, I was hoping they were going demon baby. Like I wanted to that was yes. give us, give us the end, give us the demon baby. Let it just do the freeze frame on the fucking dad. And you know, who, Who's speaking of, you know, like there's a few things in this world that make me laugh harder than when like you have an actor like this guy, right? Who's like clearly like a model and like really like really, <laughs> yeah. the, the cool girl was like, wow, he's fucking great looking. You know, she's like, he's total hot <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, like they're trying to pass the guy off. Like he's like reading books on like physics and shit like that. And I'm sorry, you know, like, a certain person, and you can see there's not a fucking brain cell in his body. Like this guy had that like look. There was like such a look of fucking emptiness in his eyes. Is it like he's never had to fucking think or really work for the entirety of his life? He's fucking good looking, and he probably came from a rich family anyway. They give him a pair of eyeglasses, and all of a sudden he's a fucking nerd. And yes, uh, to your point, uh, Ghoul, that was what Argento and Baba wanted originally, was to have it be a demon baby, but they're like, that's kind of fucking too dark for this movie that we want to make a party movie out of, so let's just not do that. (laughs) We want people to have fun. We want people to, like, enjoy this movie and laugh and... So, but so they, they cut that so she has a normal baby. Um, and meanwhile, Sally shows up in the TV studio, and apparently George is like, she's blind. Oh, my gosh, she's blind. I'm like, when did that happen? We don't know. It just happened. She's blind now. She can't see anything. <laughs> so she scales around the room until she falls to the floor and dies. It's over. We're done. It's great. Like, we finished this movie. Woo! But nope, the, the cameras soon focus on Sally's corpse. And then we see on some of the television, Sally is charging at them on the screen. George and Hannah see this, so George is like, fuck this shit. He grabs an axe and jumps into action and begins destroying all the television screens that show her running. We hear her screaming in the background, but with all the demons defeated, George and Hannah leave the TV studio to face a new demon-free day, and then we cut to the cult's reign, which is a great fucking song that we out on. 
and she just gave birth, and then they give like the <laughs> deepest, deepest kiss, where it's like that's like you know <laughs> beginning a soft porn kind of kiss that they do, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> There's no blood anywhere. She's fine. <laughs> The 32nd birth, so she's just like, oh, it's here, great. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to look at the blood, like, on George's mouth, just so we could have, like, intimated yeah. that perhaps he, like, chewed the fucking umbil- umbilical cord. Yeah, it was so good, but no, it was a clean one. So, with that being said, that's the end of, of Demons 2, as they leave the high-rise to go to a hospital, I'm sure, or something like that. Um, and then we, we get to the other Demons movies. There was Demon 3, but there was, like, three different versions. There was the Black Demon, there was the Church, there was the Ogre, and then Part 4, and then Part 5 and Part 6. Like, it's a convoluted fucking thing. There's a great video on YouTube by Joe Bob Riggs, who uh, obviously I'm not a big fan of, but he does a breakdown of all the Demon movies, and it's truly just fucking confusing. They were just doing this to get the name of demons in there to sell mm-hmm. its movies. Like, back in the 70s, when Suspiria came out in Japan, they loved the movie so much that they ended up releasing Deep Red movies as Suspiria 2 to get people to come back oh. and see a movie that has nothing to do with Suspiria. <laughs> they're just like, hey, look, we got a sequel. And they're like, oh, great, sequel to Suspiria. It's Deep Red has nothing to do but that's how they sold it, you know. Lamberto Baba makes a movie called The Ogre, and they're like, how are we going to sell this? Let's call it Demon 3. And people are like, oh, shit, Demon 3? Hell yeah. It's nothing to do with I thought the church was. <laughs> I thought the church was Demon 3. Nope, it's not. It's a separate movie, but they wanted to sell it as Demon 3 <laughs> to get it in the theaters. But there's also an Alberto Lindsay movie called Black Demons that was released the same year that they also called Demons 3. And then you get to Demons 4, The Devil's Veil, which is actually a remake of a Mario Baba movie that they sold as Demons 4. <laughs> they wanted to get people in the theaters. And then you cut to uh, Mikel Suave's The Sect, which was Demons 5, but it's actually just The Sect, which is a sequel to The Church. And then you get to Demon 6, which is actually called The Black Cat. It has nothing to do with anything demons-related. Yeah. It's a remake of The Black Cat. And then you get to <laughs> Demons 95, which... If you've ever seen Cemetery Man with Dermot Mulroney, they called it Demons 95 because they wanted to get people into the theaters to see Del Morte, Del Mort, a.k.a. Cemetery Man, which was a great movie by Mikel Suave. They just wanted to pump that fucking name, Demons, wherever they could. It's convoluted. It's insane. But it's the Italians. Like, they were always doing that. Like, Zombie 2... Is Dawn of the Dead. Was this wildly <laughs> popular in Italy? Like, was this, like, you know what I mean? Was this, like, a super popular? Wildly like, it must popular. have been a popular franchise over there. It was wildly popular. <clears throat> Anything demons-related, they were eating it up. So that's why they kept releasing these movies as demon sequels. So like, we don't have to make a movie about demons. We can make whatever we want, but we'll call it demons, and then we'll get everybody to come in there and see this fucking movie. Like, the Black Cat. That was Luigi Kazi and um, uh, Urbano Progini, uh, who was in Demons 1, and they're like, this has nothing to do with Demons. We're going to call it Demon 6. Everybody's coming. And they did, because they thought it was a sequel to Demons. So Demons 1 and Demons 2 are the only official sequels. You see the first one, you see the second one, and that's it. Like the rest of them, 3 through 6, nothing to do with Demons. They were just capitalizing on the title. They were just 
trying to get people out there to see these movies. It's wild. Like, it's, again, like, Italy was always trying to capitalize on distribution rights to movies. Like I said, with, with Richard Holtz's movie, Zombie 2, it was supposed to be a sequel, quote-unquote, to Dawn of the Dead, but it was his own movie. But he released it as Zombie 2 so he can get people to go see it because they thought it was a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Italy is, is it's classic. Like, if you guys ever want to do a deep dive, there's plenty of websites out there. <laughs> you can look into, like, the 80s cinema of, of Italy and how they were always trying to capitalize why, on American King, titles. But, King, don't you understand? Why would we need a website where we have you? You need to be our encyclopedia <laughs> here. You need to be our guide, King. Guide us through the I'm trying to be, I'm trying to school you guys a little bit. I know way too much about this. That's why I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys about it. But guys, Make I don't know why I know all list. this shit. Make a list and post it on the Facebook group. That's what you should do. Okay. Just, just make sure you remember the, the name of the dog. Of the unofficial <laughs> Italian sequels? Oh, my God. That's going to take me like, at least two days, but I will do it. I will look up all these movies because I know all of them, and I will give you a list of all the Italian movie sequels that have nothing to do with the original material. It, you're going to be fucking like, why? <laughs> why did he do this? And this is why he's the king of horror, folks, okay? So when he does this, don't, don't forget. You know, make sure you, you at least show him appreciation. I would hope so. I would hope. Like, it, my knowledge of useless bullshit needs to go somewhere. But either way, with that being said, as we close up the episode, Monkey, next week your pick is coming up. What are we talking about? Yeah, I want to keep it in the vein of just us having a good time. But um, for next week's movie, Dean, cool. I want you guys to have a really good time. Uh, you're going to need mm. some assistance. So definitely, <laughs> definitely do what you do, uh, King. You, you um, partake of some alcohol because next week sure. we are going to we are going to a movie that I know the King has never seen before. We are going to Cracker County, Florida, for Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, which I own. Available for free <laughs> so on TV. Yes, you do. Yes, because I gave I'll it to you. I'll finally be able to break it over. <laughs> it still has the plastic on it. Oh I know it does. I have. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, never seen it. I have a copy. It's never been opened. <laughs> now I get to watch Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. I'm excited about it. I know you talked yeah. highly about yeah. the movie. The, so the, the, yeah, this is an intentional horror comedy. So go in with the mindset of a full moon feature. So, uh, again, Dean Gould, partake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about that next week. So, right. Dean, thank you so much for being we'll a part see. of this episode. We'll see you back here next week for Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. Yes. I know not what you're talking about. So exciting. Well, we'll <laughs> I can't wait. All right, so we'll see you back here next week, Dean. All right, uh, with that being said, Ben Monkey, your pick next week, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. We're talking about it. Sign us up off. All right, thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror and letting us all come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ghoul, want to go ahead and sign yourself off? Bubba, the redneck werewolf. I am. <laughs> I shit you not. Absolutely. I am <laughs> absolutely thrilled. Uh, I have no uh, idea yeah. what, what to expect from this one. So, so you know what, everybody? Uh, stay scared this week. Uh, avoid demons of, of all yes. types. And uh, 
And, and yes, please, King, I am definitely looking forward to seeing that list. But, yes, everybody, most importantly, stay scared, stay salty, and stay scared. <laughs> and, as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Thanking you so much for listening to this episode. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Odorous. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. And, yes, cool. I will definitely try to make up that list of Italian horror movies with sequels that have nothing to do with the original. It's going to be an endeavor, but I'm looking forward to it because I just I need to put my knowledge somewhere. So we'll get that out there. And please and then, put, uh, put it in an order for, like, you know what I mean, for us to watch it in. Like, you know, I guess either from, like, a best to, best to worst or, like, I don't know, some, some kind of order. Don't just, like, make it I'm really going to work on it. No, no, no. I'm going to work on it this weekend. I'm going to dive in and, and try to make an attempt. But either way, we'll see you back here next week for Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, the monkey's pick. Until then, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. We love you. Ow. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.